0: Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. Uh, Hello everyone, Um, just before we get into uh, tonight's, or today's episode, today's recording, I just want to obviously take a second to pay tribute to um, to Daphne who we, we learned literally a few hours ago had passed away at uh, the age of 46 which is obviously no age um, I have very fond memories of, of watching Daphne in, in TNA back in the day uh, she was like the first woman to really do mad hardcore shit that I ever saw um, I like, she remember being like monster's ball matches for the base that were incredibly entertaining, like really, really good stuff. She did great character work. She was a fantastic worker. I mean, by all accounts, uh, according to Foley, a really really wonderful person as well. Uh, so um, yeah, as, uh, just just it, it's another reminder that you know look after your mental health. Um, if you're not having a good time, talk to someone. If you notice your mates aren't quite themselves, maybe talk to them and just look after yourself, look out for others and yeah keep yourself as, as well as you can. Um, R.I.P.
1: Daphne R.I.P. Daphne
0: yeah uh, right <laughs> anyway look in my eyes what do you see it's an untitled wrestling podcast special episode we are with his with the return to the ring this weekend well, as we're recording uh, after almost seven years of recently retired MMA fighter CM Punk We thought now is the perfect time to go through some of our favorite CM Punk moments from, well, the last decade plus, from his near 20-year career to date. Uh, So it's me, it's your boy, Big BigTasty, joined, uh, you might have heard him before, by Jay and Aaron. So, hello, lads, how are we doing?
1: All good. All good. Just there finished recording the NXT podcast with the pull the box and I ready to talk about some Pepsi man. We all uh, we
0: all hopped up on Pepsi. Yeah, uh, I Iron brew.
1: Actually, Uh think got, Scottish Pepsi and no. new mug. Oh yeah that's sick. Love it. It's yeah.
2: not uh, it's not Iron Brew, it's Aldi's version called Iron Brew. Oh so spelled, spelled like, it. properly.
1: Spell like <laughs> with 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 all the vowels and everything. Yeah <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> basically just rusty water but <laughs> it gets on the sugar in. basically found someone
0: whose dad works in a brew factory and like got him to write down like what he remembers of the recipe on like a beer mat or something and
1: then they just made it the original recipe before they had to like take all the sugar out pop the stashed under the beds <laughs> uh,
0: right so we are here to obviously to talk Pepsi Man Chicken Magnet Punk I was going to go with a with a Mike Awesome. um so Mike Awesome, who's the fact check for so last Going yeah. with a Mike Awesome joke, but I, I just couldn't work it in. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to try and do this as chronologically as possible, and hopefully, it'll all work out. That our, our moments will all like sort of slot in, and it will be just one person talking for ages. So, um, if you could assume effectively, like like with classical music, there have been like three three summers of punk, if you will, and yeah. we are we are currently in the third epic. Yeah. Like, like the, the third age of punk, if you will. Late
2: as late as summer, but sure. It's late.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs>
1: September. Indian summer,
2: maybe. You know, I mean, maybe it's maybe starting like to get chilly in it, Scotland it, it, now. It's, <laughs> it's going dark about
0: 8th, but it's still
1: nice and warm. you know Mate, I mean? when WWE did the summer of punk, they didn't get a kick off till November. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, But yeah, the first one, however, arguably the best. But then we don't know what this one's going to entail. This one's definitely. Very in, exciting.
0: In terms of in-ring quality, it was certainly the most standout.
1: Yeah, in in terms of things that hadn't really been done before as well. So, it started off that in tw- in two thousand and five, and I said twenty fifteen. Um, Punk had there was a lot of rumors that Punk had signed a developmental deal with WWE, and um, he was kind of doing like a a farewell tour of Ring of Honor. And his last match was scheduled to be a Ring of Honor title match um, against Austin Aries at Death Before the Son of Three. Everyone expected Punk to lose that match. And then he won. And everyone's like, wait, what the fuck? Um, and th- this was like, it was like a really big shocking moment. Um, and as well as him winning it, he then turned heel and said, I'm going to take the Ring of Honor title to WWE with me. He signed his WWE contract on the Ring of Honor title itself. Uh, he had, he'd cut a promo where he wore like a suit. He started wearing a suit and carrying the belt around. And then the Summer of Punk was basically Punk defending that title over the summer. And every match could have been his last. Didn't, um, um, didn't Mick Foley show up as well? It's, he did. Um, yeah, there was an in ring promo with Mick Foley. I'm pretty sure he did something with Steamboat as well. Oh, it's okay. It could have been earlier that I can't, it all kind of blaze into one. It was a long time ago, <laughs> and yeah, it was basically it was unprecedented because if if you watch uh, the Best in the World documentary about Punk, which I assume is still on WLB Network, I don't think they've took it down yet, um, but it might get some Ultimate Warrior treatment. Um, it's uh, he, he talks about how. He agreed to join WWE, but he wanted to do this one last storyline before he actually went into WWE and kind of integrate, like, blur the lines of like reality and fiction. And um, I mean,
0: that's everything you can really do, like, once in a career, isn't it? To be fair, so
1: you'd think so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then it's no chill, Phil. So you know he's he's done this a few times now. Just go back um, to the well, but, just fucking do it again. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, th- this it was it was basically just. Punk having awesome matches against people trying to dethrone him. Uh, He eventually lost the title to James Gibson, a.k.a. Jamie Noble. Um,
0: I mean, can you just think think about that nowadays? Like CM Punk dropping a belt to Jamie Noble?
1: Yeah. This was after he was Jamie Noble as well, to be fair. He just kind of, like, returned to the Indies and then became James Gibson and was, like, just a wrestler's wrestler. Um, But, yeah, it it was really cool and it was kind of like the prototype of what punk would go on to be like the sort of um be, being able to sort of, to like pull out these stories where you're just like how the hell is he doing this like how's he getting away with doing this and it, it you could you could say this was kind of like the sowing the seeds early on of like the pipe bomb promo years years later
0: yeah it was and it was very it was very pillman wasn't it? this it was like the whole
1: it was very you could tell it was like a lot of inspiration from pillman and it was um it come off the heels as well. He had a trilogy of matches with Samoa Joe, which were phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say uh, it would be it would be remiss to talk about this period of, of Punk's yeah. career without he had like a, a, a war with Samoa Joe. So the first had, match was they uh, a They did trilogy. Yeah, they did three matches. First match was a sixty-minute time and a draw. The second Joe match second. was a sixty-minute time, limited time draw, which was which, the first match in seven years to be awarded a yeah. five-star rating by Dave Meltzer. The last one being Shawn Michaels the Ticker at Bad Blood in Your House, uh, and then the Joe finally won uh, in the third one.
1: Um, uh, shortly after, both guys got signed: um, Punk to WWE, Joe to TNA. Yeah,
0: yeah. And also, I'm going to throw out a little. This, this is not an, this is not an honorable mention, but just around this time, he was also wrestling in TNA. Uh, he was part of Ravens The Gathering yeah. group Yeah, Lock, work,
2: Orange match As the standout yeah. But he, he
0: I mean it wasn't It wasn't a fantastic run But um, He Was paired mostly With a guy called Julio De Niro Whose real name Was Brian Wall He was He was ice. Um And then He Basically got released Because of Well a few bits and bobs A Part of it was TNA's Ring of Honor Deal Sort of breaking up, breaking up. But he also apparently had a fight with Teddy Hart.
2: Oh, I mean, who they
1: doesn't? <laughs> yeah, uh, they actually they finished the Punk Raven feud in Ring of Honor as well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, in two thousand three, which was weird in within itself that they started a feud in one com- company and then just kind of like took it over to another and finished it.
0: Yeah. At one point, doors. Uh, at one point, CM Punk and TNA was managed by James Mitchell.
1: He was. What a time to be alive. He was. <laughs> um but yeah, I felt like you can't really visit amazing CM Punk moments without kind of looking at where it all began with the summer of Punk.
0: Yeah, and like and Ring of Honor was like literally where Punk forged his his character, wasn't it? And his sort of his personality, is his whole um it's a whole it's a whole his whole, whole persona, basically. Um, like it's is how he worked. Like those matches with Joe, like we're not doing them justice, they are absolutely brutal. I
1: believe they put the second one on Ring of Honor's YouTube not that long ago. Oh, right. Um so it's free to watch on. Yeah. You, if you've got if you got an hour to got, kill. Got an hour to kill. Go watch it. It's very good.
2: Just like casual
0: moment. I mean they literally they literally put it on a DVD, like by itself and sold it. It was that good. Yeah. It was the biggest selling DVD of all time.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a, yeah, very nice.
0: Okay. So that was two th- that was 2005, and like sort of, it was like sort of 2004, 2005, 2004 was like the Joe stuff. And then it was sort up of led into, um, obviously, that that's what got him like noticed. And then that led to his signing with WWE, and then the sort of, the, Sort of coda, sort
1: of. Oh, actually, just just remembered as well. Um, it would while we're talking about punk pre WWE, we'd also be remiss not to mention the uh, triple threat he had with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, in IWA Mid South, which still holds up today.
0: He he, he credits that as being instrumental in his like education as a young wrestler as well.
1: Yeah, Uh, Eddie Guerrero says in his autobiography, it's one of the best matches he ever had. Yeah. Um,
0: that's actual quote from Punk was that when he got in the ring with Eddie he thought he was a decent wrestler and then after the match he realised he quote didn't know shit (laughs) (laughs)
2: Eddie Graham was awesome well well, while we talk about some WWE stuff now go on then yeah you you could be cheerier a bit (laughs) (laughs) obviously so so at, at this point now Punk has left professional wrestling right yeah, yeah, he's in the sports entertainment business yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. So he go he goes to extremely crappy wrestling, um, WWE's version of it, obviously. Are you, are you referring to WWE C W? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, see when it first started, it was quite fun. It was I I quite enjoyed it to begin with, to be honest, and then it dipped fast. But uh,
1: CM Punk, it was it was quite the nose dive.
2: It was quite the nosedive. dive. Uh, Paul Heyman's prodigy, obviously. We're not going to go through every big significant moment. That's not what we're here for. I'm going to take you to Survivor Series 2006. The Dream Team. Now, if you have not seen this match or heard of this team, God, God, you're missing out. The Dream Team of the, the captains, D-Generation X, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, teamed with CM Punk, Teamed with the Hardy Boys. Now, I- I'm not just putting this in for the match. It's for CM Punk especially as well. So they win 5-0, so it's significant. They all survive. But it's moments like at the very beginning before everyone, like the match even starts, CM Punk comes out, massive like chants and pops for him constantly. Like, he's more over than, I think, DX in that crowd. It's ridiculous. Um, Triple H even realises this and goes, uh, CM Punk, do you want to do the are you ready part of our DX stitch? Just to point point out, this took place in Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, right, okay. So that might explain the slightly slightly smarky crowd. Well, there you go then. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, CM Punk over as hell at this show. Uh, Yeah, and at one point as well, like during the match, CM Punk could have easily been eliminated because he gets RKO'd by Randy Orton and Triple H saves him. So he could have been eliminated. Like it's They're, they're putting him over with these tiny little touches on mm. the main roster. He only
0: saved him there so we could bury him later.
1: <laughs> yeah. He didn't have uh, there. It's on his shuffle.
2: So I, I, I think CM Punk eliminates, I'm sure it's Orton. I'm sure it's alright. Eh? I mean, it's not it the most.
0: It's not the most star-studded of teams they're facing, is there? So it's, it's. I mean, well, fair play. it's
2: everyone's rival at the time. Well, it's it's, the it's, it's
0: it's Edge and Randy Orton. Yeah. It's Mike Knox. It's Johnny Nitro and Gregory Helms.
2: Yeah. So it was everyone's rival
0: at the time. This is like with Helms. This is like this like invasion night. levels of team imbalance. <laughs>
1: I mean, Shawn Michaels, when he eliminates Mike Knox, literally goes, Who was that? Who
2: is that? <laughs>
1: Who is he? <laughs> I, uh, also, was in the match? Um,
0: I mean, they might yeah. as well put him in a crate and send him back to OBW, man.
1: Yeah, Shawn Michaels is like one of the unsung heroes of this match, though, to be fair. Like, oh, some of the comedy he does is fucking brilliant.
2: Honestly, this match is—it's it's not even good for that. It is a good, like. There's good wrestling in it, but it's mainly for everything else.
0: And I know you um, do love a good
1: Survivor Series match, don't you?
2: I, I'll, I'll, if they do Survivor Series, right, it bangs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I—I um, yeah, I, I was talking to you about this just before we started recording there, and there where Shawn Michaels like puts his arm around Molina and then looks at her, and they both scream at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good.
2: I'm, I'm sure CM Punk gets Anaconda Vice. I think it's on Johnny Nitro. So everyone in that team eliminates one person. Yeah, uh, I
1: thought it was Helms.
2: It's Helms or Nitro. I can't remember yeah. which one it is, but they one. all eliminate one person. It's great.
1: Yeah, it a very good match. Yeah, enjoyed it a well. lot. And then
0: that's that followed up with the uh, the banger that was December. to remember?
2: Yeah. Uh, Which, again, before
0: before we before we move on, it's important to note that although that paper view was a burning garbage fire, um, Paul Heyman actually pitched Punk to win the elimination. Paul gym.
1: Heyman quit WWE because they wouldn't put Punk out. Yeah, and Vince yeah. out of spite buried Punk by having the one last Olympic. one. Yeah,
0: man, yeah. look 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 at those look at those. far fire
1: on since come. Uh, <laughs> RVD <laughs> contract had expired after that show, so his wife started the TNA and- champ. And
0: now he's in a hot tub full of women, presumably yeah. high off his face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's, everyone, at least everyone's, you know, everyone's having a good time. That's Nowadays, that's what's
2: important. Yeah. So I, I've put that there because it's a great, the whole show is great, but more importantly, for his first, like, three months, four months in the company, he's over his hell. Obviously, it's in Philadelphia, so it helps, but yeah, yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, it just
0: shows that he really came in hot following his yeah. like his Ring of Honor, like like the, even the, even the casual more casual WWE crowd knew who he was through his, his experts on the Indies. Yeah, was,
2: and I think he just got over because of his work rate right, and his and his ability. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he suffers like a bust nose or something in the match as well, which obviously helps it. Because yeah,
1: I, I think the thing with Punk is that like he's, bec- it because he's kind of like. Got that sort of appeal that he could just be anybody. That's why he was like, he got over so much, like when he did. Yeah. And becoming like the kind of worker and the talker that he'd become. <laughs> like he already had it, but like more so.
2: Yeah. Like, a working uh, man, man.
0: Also worth putting out this around this time, quite tragically, um, that Punk was scheduled to be Chris Benoit's opponent on the day he obviously didn't show up for work, because he'd. In- you
2: know, well, we, we, would you like to speak about that? Because that's my next thing. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's my next thing. Yeah, crack on it. So, um, 2007, is is. We'll, we'll go to. It's Night of Champions. Vengeance, Night of Champions. Uh, obviously, CM Punk's scheduled to fight Chris Benoit. Uh, things happen. Um, so, they pull out just tag team specialist Johnny Nitro to take his place for the match. And out, out of shock, Johnny Nitro wins the match. Fuck knows how that happened. <laughs> this was for the title, wasn't it? It was I mean, for the
1: title, yeah. It was hadn't I mean, he just been feuding with Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental title.
2: No, that was after. That was late after. Was
1: it? Yeah. It was as well before. I don't know. Oh.
2: Uh, and then it's um hi, so f- from this match for the next four months, they have five matches all together. They're first three, pay-per-view after pay-per-view. So you've got Vengeance, Knight of Champions, the first one, which is when the Benoit thing happens. Great American Bash after that, and then
1: SummerSlam I, after that. I was in the crowd. It's the Great American Bash one. Yeah,
2: it's not the greatest it, one. It was but crap. I, yeah. <laughs> he loses both of them, doesn't he, he? He loses all three of them.
1: Yeah, he lost the Great American Bash one by getting drop-kicked in the knee when he went for a springboard clothesline. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. E- yeah. that, ECW tap. Um, yeah. ECW. ECW. That pay per view. Like, I was gutted that was there.
2: <laughs> oh. Uh,
1: won the Cruiserweight title.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I think this is like CM Punk's first major, like, actual rivalry where he's the mainstay of ECW. Obviously it's not the ECW everyone remembers, but CM Punk was the one guy that everyone wanted to see at the time on that program.
1: He was only he one was, there. He was kind of like a um he, he was almost he was almost like the one person from like the new guard of wrestlers that could have like easily been in the original ECW. Yeah. Yeah,
2: easily. Um yeah, and then he loses all three of them. This is all in the space of three months because it's three pay-per-views. Uh, and then the fourth month, he has another match on ECW. He loses that one to now John Morrison. He's changed his name. Uh, to then his fifth match, he puts, basically, if I lose again, I can't fight John Morrison for the title any longer. And then if it, the, the ECW matches are the two better ones out of the five. Like, even though they're, I think they're a bit longer as well. Like they're not just like five minutes on the pay per view. Uh, good matches go watch them if you haven't. Uh, I'm sure so they're on actually. the network, are they? The, the, the they're on the network. Yeah, if you just search them, they'll
1: be there. There's also um the December pay per view after the Triple Threat that he has against Miz and Morrison, which yeah, is amazing. which is
2: is literally the next like follow up to the second ECW match. So.
0: First yeah. champ. So yeah, so once uh, he w- once he would win the title, he would uh, he would go on to defend it against Elijah Burke, at Unforgiven, um, Big Daddy V, who he beat a squalification at No Mercy, and then the Miz, who he beat Cyber Sunday.
2: Cyber Sunday. The three choices were Morrison, Miz, or Big Daddy V. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I-, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like, it was CM Punk's first rivalry, it put CM <laughs> Punk's name on the map with like, more casual fans, and it also did help John Morrison at the time as well, because the ECW title, yes it's not at that time a real world title, but it still helped project them up to go to do better things, IC title, tag titles, mm. like so there you go. And
0: then to to cap his title reign off, um, on the 22nd of January, 2008, on an episode of ECW, he would lose his championship to Chavo Guerrero in a no-DQ match after Edge speared him, and that would end his reign at 143 days.
2: Yeah, And then um, him and Chavo and that keep going and have, like, the other Mississippi River match or Gulf of Mexico or Uh, one of them matches. Golf of
1: Mexico match where he cheated. Chavo and Charvo falls in the Gulf of Mexico, but it was a non-title match, so he didn't win the title.
0: I mean, to be fair, I've I've, I've swam the Gulf of Mexico tonight. It's nice, it's Just
1: dead one. Yeah. Uh, Charvo was acting like it was fucking the worst wars he's ever been. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah.
0: Sweet. Okay, cool. so that is that's Punk's first Me What I say main. WWE title but it's his first taste of, of, of a championship in WWE it's his,
2: it's his first proper rivalry like, yeah. for a title and yeah. things as well
0: and it's performed in the WWE tradition as well by having like five straight matches
1: yes <laughs> yeah the more things change the more they stay the same
0: <laughs> and also doing, a title, doing both title changes on shows not on pay-per-views
2: yeah
1: uh, which, is, I mean.
0: which is like winning and losing the title both on weekly television which is bizarre <laughs>
1: They okay, with it. you
0: see that with So that takes us to 2008. Um are we are we we're we, we sort of circling around the um the sort of the, the elephant of the room here aren't we? Is it time to is it time to dive in? Mm. Or? To the or? one that Does anyone have any before 2011?
1: No. Um <laughs> Uh, I think, yeah, every, everything. Now we've got after 2011. But so, he just did. just I quickly, mean,
0: you know, j- just to quickly um, sort of gloss over his career, he did have a world heavyweight title ring. Yeah,
1: the yeah. Held the tag title with Kofi Kingston,
0: the first person to win back to back money in the banks. Yeah,
1: only. Yeah, no one else has done it
2: no. Carmella, technically. Don't
1: worry about it.
0: <laughs> you know that match you had the few days with Jeff Hardy, where like loser had to leave the
1: company. Did that actually result in Hardy leaving, or did he just go away for a bit? Yeah, Jeff Hardy left and then he got done for drug trafficking. Like, not
0: that oh, is that when you got like a wreck when they raided his house and found all the pills and
1: stuff? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I remember that. And then he, then he signed with TNA, uh, who at the time had no wellness policy,
1: but you know, who the uh, yeah, he signed <laughs> with TNA like four months later, um, and punked the thing where after Jeff Hardy. Had um, basically left WWE the week after on SmackDown. He came out like dressed as Jeff Hardy and did the whole entrance. Yeah. Uh, so
0: a very quick honorable mention that I'm going to give um, to the Straight Egg Society, which was a group yeah. that formed yeah. around 2009, um, and this was the first time we saw the character of Luke Gallows in wrestling. It was. It was he he, he he converted from Festus to Luke Gallows, Um, and we also saw the debut of Serena or Serena Diva. She's now uh, Interestingly, all three of these performers now working in AEW, yeah. <laughs> per, per Joey Mercury. But sad Joey Mercury noises. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if, if Punk stars, is in retrograde, if Punk starts to like shave off Gallows' danglies, then um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what if? What if... What if Punk alludes to like a reunion by getting his own dangly? Oh, whatever! Get danglies. Get oh, dangly. Danglies um, for the
2: boys. Let's go,
1: dangly daddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, one thing as well from that period was uh, Punk had the feud with Ray Mysterio, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was probably the only real thing of substance that the Straight Society really did, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: That big
2: shows, hair versus. Yeah. Whatever it was. No,
1: Punk lost the hair versus mask match against Ray. Right.
2: And then it resulted And then in Punk the started
1: wearing like the Luchador mask. Yeah. Big big show, unmasked punk.
0: I like how it didn't, didn't, the didn't they didn't they like kind of spin it? It was like because Punk like was so pure, he didn't let like chemicals touch his hair, like he didn't use like yeah.
1: shampoo Look, so He you. he grew his hair out and he like it was all greasy. He grew his beard out and it was all greasy. He looked a bit homeless. Um <laughs> Looked a bit like Charles Manson. Yeah, it was the the thing we was going for. Yeah, he's like my my hair is a symbol of purity because I don't have any drugs or alcohol in it at all. So obviously, like for a drug test, sometimes you get like a strand of hair and they'll test that. So, maybe, um, right, so
0: I think I'm next, and I don't all don't all don't all go when I start talking. I want to talk very briefly about the new Nexus. <sighs> Now wait, because it goes <laughs> okay. So, on October eleventh, two thousand and ten, Punk trap Punk is traded back to Raw. Um, Edge goes the other way. If anyone's interested, um, and <laughs> uh, Punk is eliminated at Bragging Rights from an Intercontinental team match by Rey Mysterio. Uh, so he starts comment doing commentary. It's just something he's done quite a few times. Correctly. I think he, must, he might have done it. Did he do, did he do he did commentary back in
1: Ring of Honor, didn't he? he yeah, he did a commentary run in WWE because he got injured. So this
0: was in November,
1: and then towards the end of December, towards the new
0: year, like sort of end of 2010, he um, basically just gets up off commentary and just starts wailing on John Cena with a chair. Mm. And uh, basically he reveals that he had joined and also assumed control of the Nexus.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, so I see. Yeah, this is one of my honorable mentions Um because I remember watching it. Um I actually stayed up to watch Raw because it was when Raw was good, Um and you'd want to stay up and watch it. And it was such a cool moment because it was like the Nexus beat Cena down, and then Punk come down and beat Cena up. Yeah, so he come up and make the save,
0: didn't he? And then like, yeah, him, basically.
1: And then there was just like. A Nexus on by lying in the ring And he just sat on, sits on the chair And he just like Slowly picks it up And then Looks at it And then puts it on It was just a really cool moment It was one of those things Where like the end of Raw Where you're like Oh my god I can't wait to watch Raw next week Now it's like Oh my god I can't wait to send Raw off Which is really sad uh... <laughs> Right but, so yeah. this
0: This leads to I mean Unless there's some bad shit Like the core Don't, don't google it Yeah uh, No about it. No Two hours. But what I want to what I want to get to, and the bit I remember fondly this this period is the twenty eleven Royal Rumble. That's fair. yeah, yeah. Just just I mean it didn't achieve anything. It didn't amount to anything. It didn't lead to anything. <laughs> but the Punk comes out first, and for pretty and if this is the biggest Rumble they ever had. Right, this is fifty guys, right? Forty. But yeah, if it wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble,
1: yeah, if it, if it was largest Royal Rumble
0: anyway so 40 dudes and um, Punk's out first and for the entire like sort of first third maybe of the Rumble I'm, sh-
2: I'm sure it was longer than that I think it was up to like entrance number 22 or something no Cena like, was 18 or something like that it was so.
0: he's just, just got half. He's, he's just got like these. he's just got the whole like some members of the Nexus in with him and they are just, it, like it's like when Brock did he, he's just running riot through like the entire card like Mason Ryan's there remember him Jesus,
2: yeah. uh, all your, all your, all your, best boys. Um, well, through, throughout beforehand, he yeah, has Husky Harris, and I think Heath Slater come out. They do get eliminated over time, but yeah, exactly. there. Uh, I mean, all, all your top lads: uh, yeah. Mason
0: Ryan, Michael McGillicuthy David Atunga, uh, and then you know they the flying high. Nothing can stop them except for. <laughs> on Cena comes out, and as he has, as he has, as he is, oh de- no! <laughs> as he is destined to do, like the only, the only thing he can do in this period of his going to be great was just kill Nexus members, <laughs> and he does it
2: with shocking efficiency. Kill the youth system. Uh,
0: so at this point, CM Punk has seven eliminations. And yeah. see, um, and then John Cena equals that by like destroying the Nexus, basically.
2: Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, but, but up until that point, when um, you so are yeah, going, you were going to make in between every.
0: Yeah, and he yeah he would like he uh, yeah. like when when there was like no not doing because everyone been he'd like sit in the middle of the ring he cut a promo, and it was now interesting really, I have
2: your attention and all that.
0: It, it was just a really interesting way to to sort of book like half of a Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's like this extended showcase of like this is what Punk can do, like on the mic and in the ring, and as like this are still in this sort of like cult leader sort of personality, which is really cool. Could say a cult of
1: personality. That I was mean, on it. You could say that.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, you could, could. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare to. But you know. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. I mean, it didn't achieve anything. I think. Who won that? Like, mm-hmm. i you know, come a bit good. Was that one very really yeah, mysterious? Don't worry about it. No, oh,
2: don't, worry don't worry about, about it. it. Don't worry about
0: it. I actually um, watched this. I watched the whole one. It's just the one where, like, um, it's just the one with a really stupid finish. Where, like, um, Santino almost wins it. Yeah, where where El Dorio thinks he's won, and then Santino crawls up under the ring, and then he yeah. throws very mysterious. He throws um, Dorio. out, and he thinks he's won, but Dorio like slits skins the cows and gets back in and throws it off.
2: Yeah, don't
1: worry about it.
2: Don't worry about it. That whole three-month <laughs> period where Santino almost wins the world title. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and then he did it again when he had a few with Daniel Bryan years later. Yeah. yeah been... yes. um,
0: That match lasted yeah. one hour and nine minutes. It was the longest Royal Rumble up until the 50-man greatest Royal rumble match. Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, I just
0: rumble. CM Punk lasted... Just over 35 minutes. There you go. That's Yellow Mated, Daniel Bryan, John Morrison, Mark Henry, Chris Masters, Tyler Rex, and Vladimir Kozlov and Archerith. There you go. Fine.
2: Fair
1: enough. Um, shall we move on to the... Uh, the, the other big uh, elephant in the room. I mean, from... there's
0: nothing. There's nothing else he did in 20 2011. is there? I mean, we've done the Royal Rumble. Like, what, what else? Bleeding <laughs> the Nexus. Um,
1: he's um...
0: sledgehammer.
2: What? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, ob- obviously there was um the the one which we've kind of like accumulatively said is probably his defining moments.
0: So it's it's not been since we did WrestleMania. Or I think it was video packages and vignettes, wasn't it? we we be done video packages and vignettes, which was a while back. That there's been like a a de facto like consensus pick that we've like had to like share because it isn't fair to give to one person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I walked away with some goodness just by virtue of being a bit ignorant of the small ones, but this one we we, <laughs> we could we couldn't um we couldn't really dish us out. So we are we've we dilly dallied around this. We are of course talking about the pipe bomb now yeah. i didn't actually see this like live as it happened so i will defer to the two of you
1: so um i did see this live uh, just to set the scene i was actually on holiday in florida and i got sunburned and I just felt like crap so i was like like my family had gone out for a meal it was like a family holiday and i was like oh, i'm just gonna stay in it i'm just gonna stay in the hotel room and order a pizza so i did that and put raw on it wasn't the best episode of the Raw. Not really. A lot happened. And then this promo happened. And I was just like, what the hell am I watching? This is incredible. Yeah. Um, so to set the scene, John, John Cena has a... Is it a tables match with R-Truth?
2: Yes, because he gets and, through it. Yeah.
1: And he gets put through the table. He loses. And then CM Punk sits on the stage in a Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt. Saying that he hopes that John Cena is as uncomfortable as he possibly can feel right now. And it uh, just starts cutting a promo on Cena saying about how he hates that the rocks come back to steal his moment um and that his contract's about to expire, which legitimately was happening. Like they this story was incredible, like the whole thing. Um and he he starts like cut like saying that um the company will like the company will succeed in spite of what Vince McMahon does, which basically has come true. Um, uh, one of the, one
0: of the lines he used was Vince McMahon is a millionaire who should be a billionaire. Yeah,
1: yeah. But he surrounds himself with corporate yes men. Um, he like he, literally, God, went, he literally
0: went out into an audience full of people and
2: said, "This company will only get better when Vince McMahon's dead." Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it all kicked off from backstage. Like Vince McMahon and Triple H were like, "Here, take the
1: mic. What do you want yeah. me to say? Anything you want." It's like, oh. <laughs> and then he, then he, hey. says, then he <laughs> said, the, the, the famous line that uh, then um, that basically kind of was like one of the first nails in the coffin for Punk's running WWE, which was uh But well, even when Vince dies, it won't it won't be a success because it'll still be run by his stupid daughter daughter and stupid son in law, um, and obviously then things happened to kind of like drag up this storyline where it shouldn't have. Um, hey, John, <laughs> and then he, he basically goes to say uh, about like, some. he says, do you want to hear a story about bullying with Vince McMahon? And he's, he's talking about all the all the charities that WWE are part of and how it's hip, hypocritical. He uh, breaks down the fourth wall. He looks in the camera and says, hey, Colcabana, how are you doing? He says he's going to take the belt to Ring of Honor or New Japan. Names. So,
0: so, so, Prior to this, as well, just to pick the picture, he was already the more contender for the title. Yeah, and he had made it public knowledge to the fans that his contract was expiring the night of Money in the Bank.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, yeah, then then basically, for the next couple of weeks, there was some phenomenal promo work by Funk, where it was. Um, I guess. It was it was in basically negotiating con- his contract with Vince every week.
2: Yeah. The thing is, on the promo, the pipe bomb one, it gets to the point where he's pulling out just bangers or lines constant that Cena actually gets off of the corner, like off of the broken table and just sits there like, right... Come on to fuck! Yeah, just written me a new article. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's talking about like how Cena's
0: this like like said he a guest man. Yeah, and he's just, like he's just in it for himself, and you know to, to sort of pad his own legacy and, and all stuff like that.
2: Great.
1: Yeah, the, it's it is crazy that everything Punk's said in that video package has pretty much come true as well. Yeah, it, it, that's what's so mental about the whole thing.
2: It is. Easy said it best, controversy creates cash. If you blur mm. the lines of uh, reality and kayfabe, it makes the story so much better. So, yeah. right, I didn't see this live. I wasn't watching WWE at the time. Uh, I was a
0: TNA diehard at this point. I woke up the next morning. I'm fucking hell. Oh. I know, I mean, you have, to be, you, you have to be this at this point. Like, you really have to be. You have to make yourself love it. bit. Um, right. It was the only it's it's the only wrestling I've watched for like two years. So I came back to wrestling in two thousand and nine. It was the only um, only wrestling I'd ever watched since then. Um, two thousand ten, maybe. Anyway, so I couldn't be I couldn't be watching this. Um, but I woke up the next morning and the internet was on fire. Yeah, it was like, absolutely wild. it was incendiary. Like Twitter, and it just. I mean, I wasn't following that many wrestling people on Twitter, but even then, like my Twitter feed was just. CM Punk Water Wall forums, remember them exploding like with you, with everyone was talking about it. This was like, this was like the Pillman's got a gun of like 2011.
1: Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good comparison actually. Um, And the thing was as well, like for a couple of weeks afterwards, WWE didn't actually WWE. No, like it
2: it they took really them a little
1: while to actually they, really they, WWE they,
0: they kayfabe suspended, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Off the yeah. back and of the promo. Then, and then they had them show up, uh, I think it was the go-home role, wasn't it? And basically like, have a contract negotiation with Vince. Um, and they, they'd released a the cup, a lot of superstars, like the week prior and Punk, like, name-dropped loads of them saying, you you fired friends of mine, like, this guy and this guy, to Vince's face. And, like, how, how could you do that um, when, he, when he was such a good, like, worker? And it's it's just business to you. Again, eerily really sort of reflecting all the releases we've had this year where it's just, like, people, they're just numbers to, to Vince and Nick Khan and all the other evil, shady corporate people in the WWE uh, boardroom. Um and then obviously did the, the ice cream bars thing, which is why the kind of callback to that. Um when he did something later on, ten years later. Um and this led to and to the, the match itself, the money match, which uh do you wanna take it away, Big Tasty? So I did watch this, so the build to this pay per view was was enough
0: to make me watch this pay per view live. Considering <laughs> it- that I yeah, you know, I wasn't a WWE there. guy at this point. I was, you know, I was hardcore into Hogan's TNA, and <laughs> that was that was my. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, around this point, oh no, this is this, this is one of the laws, the immortal bits. Don't, no, don't don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, sorry, I, I stayed up to watch this live. Uh, stayed up till till God knows when in the morning, and Jesus Christ. So this this match, Money um, in the Bank, twenty eleven. It's in Chicago. Yeah, you've never seen a crowd like this for a live wrestling match. It is, it's it's verging on aggressive.
2: i saying that this whole car, this whole show, has evolved around that one match. Yeah, it's, like it's the it's, rest it's of the cards I'm, a bit, eh. It's a but one the, match show. Shows, well,
1: the show's a good show, but it's. It's everyone's getting more and more. Like yeah, this, ma- this, match, match. this match.
0: just hangs over the entire card. Yeah, everyone in the building is here to see CM Punk. Yeah, like it's, and this is the, this is the, also the show where he drops the the best in the world, shirt, Yeah, which is. people have got it in the crowd, and it's it's everywhere. The CM, every it's, every sign is a CM Punk sign. It,
1: it's a, it's the one where it has the I was there, and it's the date on the back as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's an awesome shift.
0: Um, um. So a couple of things before we get into the match Um. A couple of things that uh, I actually watched this back Before he, he made his return uh, Just to sort of hype myself up And things that struck me one uh, Obviously He doesn't come out to cut a personality No uh, He's not using at this point He comes out to this fire by kill switching gauge Mm. which I really like as a song. I think it's really good. I yeah. love Girls because Engage. Punk hates it um, because it wasn't written for him. It was actually a Randy Orton theme that was given to him. It was Randy just,
1: Orton entered to it entered for one week and hated yeah. it himself.
0: And then they just gave it to Punk because it was just lying around. And they were like, there you go, that. Um, yeah. You like that goth music. You like that AFI. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and he comes out and he's still and on his little like banner with his name on at the bottom of the screen he's still listed as part of the Nexus mm. which yeah. is hilarious because the pipe bomb promo made him such a massive face that it basically killed the Nexus stone dead yeah yeah, they, they literally just fucked the whole group off because he, he got off, so hard he, he went off and bombed the core. He, he, he basically willed the core into existence with the, with the, the power of that promo um, so yeah so this match it's CM Punk versus John Cena it's for the title uh vince mcmahon has said that if john cena doesn't win he's fired yeah because of the, the shame and embarrassment it will cause the company of punks allowed to walk out with the belt um like johnny ace has been involved in the build for this hasn't he and there's been all sorts of nonsense going on like johnny yeah. ace has been trying to like get everyone's trying to like get punk on side and like and sort of like you know bring him back in and and this is the this is the point this is the the two minutes to midnight like literally this is the last throw of dice yeah so it's Punk Cena and I can't I can actually hang on let me just get the stats up for this match
2: uh, it, it, ben, I'm sure it was like half an hour long
0: it, go, it goes, goes. On, on the WWE Network it starts like the, the, the promo video start like 40 minutes before the end
2: of yeah, it goes while, And yeah. the
0: promo videos are incredible. I mean, if, if you if you haven't seen any of this, if you just if your first time watching CM Punk was, was a couple of weeks ago and you were wondering what all the fuss is about, and you've got you don't even I think this is on the free version of the network because it's, it's, it's old stuff. You don't even need to pay for the network to, to, to get it. Go to money It'll in
1: the match bank. On YouTube.
0: But go to money in the bank on the network. Watch from the starting from the start of this segment to the promo video, like the hype video they put before it is a masterpiece. It cuts oh, yeah. in, like, it cuts everything in, like, the, the pipe bombs cut in there, it cuts in, like, all the bits of punk negotiating, and, like, all the bits we to Cena. The match itself is
1: 33
2: minutes long. 33 minutes long.
1: Yeah. Oof. I remember watching this live, I, I had, like, a couple of mates I'd invited i invited round, and, like, throughout the day, I was getting texts, like, off people who knew I was watching it going, are you watching it in yours? Like, yeah, and it ended up with like literally about like ten or twelve of us sat in my for, like my back room, which you guys have both been in. It's not that big. It, you know, that big. it, was, <laughs> it
0: was. It was. It was full with like six of us in there that, when we were all.
2: Yeah, we
1: had we had like eight of us. I think in for uh, double or nothing, and it felt crowded. Me, and, me, tasty, and Troy were on each other's laps. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, so. It was, like, literally, like, 12, 13, it was... And every time there was a near fall, we were like, oh, my God! Um, it, it's genuinely one of the best matches I've ever watched, like, live. It's one of because, probably
0: about three or four wrestling matches where you actually invest in the stakes.
1: Yeah, yeah and it was must-see wrestling, like, it really was. Um, it's why I think I'm so excited for this match of the weekend with Punk and Darby, because... It's it's just like gonna be cool to see Punk wrestling again for one, but also it's gonna be like edgy. You see, because you just don't know. No. Who's whether Punk's gonna win it, actually win, or if Punk's I'm gonna like start passing the torch. Um,
0: so just to, just to briefly, very very quickly run down the match in like sort of thirty seconds, um, just to give you an idea of like the, the sort of and carnage. And this was this was the, this was the first. This was the last. Main roster to be awarded five stars by Dave Meltzer. Mm.
1: Yeah. 10 years on. Yeah.
0: Wasn't the one, was the one recently?
1: Uh, 4.75. 4.75 you give to the triple threat on
0: Mania. Fair enough. So, yeah, over 10 years, almost 10 years now it's been since um, since the five star match. This is the last one. (coughs) Pardon me. So, Cena performs two separate attitude adjustments on Punk, Punk kicks out the two on both. Uh, this is this was, and this was like the, the height of like peak like Cena wins lol, where like Cena would just beat the piss out of everyone, attitude adjust them and then pin them. And like this was the first time like really that someone had just gone nah and just kicked out. Yeah. Um so the, the, the two two yeah. after adjustments he, he kicks out like huge like enormous pops like whenever he hits an adjustment you just hear like the the fear just ripple through the crowd and then like when he kicks out because the, the euphoria just pops it's insane every kick out every time Punk Punk like lifts his foot off the mat there's like a pop it's insanity um, about half an hour in Punk hits Cena with a go to sleep place erupts um, although Cena's right by the outside right by the edge he rolls out the ring. Uh, Punk rolls him back in as he's rolling him back in uh, Vince and John Laurinaitis Johnny Ace come down the ramp and they're sort of like distracting Punk shouting at him you know sort of take, you know, wind them up and as Punk comes back in Cena put locks an STF on him uh, Punk's like refusing to tap he's in the middle of the ring uh, Vince sends Johnny Ace down to ring the bell um, to say the Punk's tapping again this is obviously a throwback to the Montreal Screwjob uh, as this is happening um, Cena being, you know, showing his—he's not a corporate stool. He, he he gets out and he attacks him, he decks him. He just no, don't. And he you go, he doesn't go up to Vince. He's like not like that. It's like what he's what he shouting in his face. Uh, and then as he gets back in the ring, Punk grabs him, puts him, hits him with a go to sleep. Middle of the ring, pins him one two three. Uh,
2: hey, hey. I mean that that
0: very truncated <laughs> run out of the match does yeah. not do it. It's it is like. Yeah. If, if you imagine,
1: uh, imagine that pot was ridiculous when he won yeah.
0: it, imagine a, imagine a football game, like a soccer <laughs> game, if you will, where it's like it's a cup final and it's one all and there's five minutes left and everyone's just gone all out attack. Yeah. And it's end to end. Like that's literally what this match is for like for like 25, 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. And then at the end, Vince sends Del Rio to cash and Punk jump uh, manages to GTS doesn't he? he just kicks him in the face yeah. and the face. fuck out. It's great. And then jumps the uh, barricade, blows a kiss to Vince, that famous picture. Yeah. Um, Which is probably appearing on the screen right now if, if we did our job right and got it to try.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. I, I'll get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, he disappears into never to be seen again.
0: And we never saw CM Punk again. He yeah, took CM uh, later, that, it? he comes yeah. back. <laughs>
1: um, which I thought was too soon. I thought he could have... Like, in that time, so after he won the belt, he posted a picture on Twitter of the WWE title in his fridge. Which he famously um,
0: copied from the future when MacOdd did it with GCW title.
1: Yeah, he did. Um, that's true. <laughs> um, he appeared on an indie show as well. Um, it was All-American Wrestling. The- yeah, with the title, um, him, Colt Cabana and Gregory Iron all cut a promo. Uh, he said he was there to watch Gregory Iron wrestle, which was pretty cool.
0: He also, uh, um, he also appeared at a WWE panel at Comic Con,
1: caught a promo on Triple H. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and then they so they, they done like a, it was like a tournament. This it was it? this was
0: this was like, I watched this. like I was like. I-, I tuned in for the flight of two Raw's after this and then very yeah. quickly tuned out again.
1: Yeah, so they did like a, to- a title tournament on Raw. Ray Mysterio won it and then John Cena challenged Rey. And immediately, was, literally immediately, seconds after he won it. And then won it. <laughs> like, like, Why not just then- put
0: Cena in the tournament?
1: reason to meet <laughs> like, well the, the the said so obviously Vince kayfabe fired Cena and then the, basically to get out of it the board, the director was like nah Cena makes us too much money rehire yeah. him but <laughs> all I'm saying is Bray Wyatt didn't die for this um, and uh, yeah then uh, Cena wins and you get like the sort of static interruption and cult of personality blame and that's when Punk debuted the cult personality entrance music walks out with the uh title Stares Down Cena with his real title and Cena's got his uh, replica the Ted gave game and, uh, <laughs> and nothing
0: else and, happened they, they did, and uh, then Slam happened without instance yeah
2: that was it
1: and Slam happened yeah um, and just to quickly run down that um, that, that was meant to be the second summer of Punk uh, obviously um, d- was it I oh, don't know Kevin Nash attacked Punk after he beat Cena, doesn't he at SummerSlam, which again, the ma- the match at um the match at very good too. With Triple H as the guest referee.
0: Um, so one th- one thing I did like about this one well, like, thing I hate about this is the W crashes in and wins the title after Punk gets yeah. beaten up by Nash. But then like the next week, I think Punk's on Raw, I think, and he's cutting a promo and Nash like dissing him for like beating him up. And he said apparently after the after SummerSlam, he got a text off his sister which just said Kevin Nash,
1: lol thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So Ke- Kevin Nash attacks him, and then there's a weird storyline with him texting Triple H off his phone. Uh, it leads to Triple H vs. Punk. Triple H obviously goes over. Um, Which they, they, this was where they started trying to like, play, like WWE eyes, I like to say. Where he like kind of milled something so to death.
0: So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. If you want to know how this story went horrendously wrong, uh, I'm gonna read this one sentence. I'll you that's on the Wikipedia article for the I this. know what's coming. After repeated confrontations, Nash and Punk demanded to face each other at Night of Champions, to which Triple H acquiesced. Both, after Punk's repeated verbal attacks towards him and his wife Stephanie McMahon, Triple H booked himself to replace Nash. Yeah,
2: very much. Yeah. Then after that, we got. Nash versus Triple H on a sledgehammer on a pole or whatever it was. Yeah.
0: this this whole article is <gasps> this whole this whole period is fucked. So after the match against the Punk versus Triple H no DQ match, Kevin Nash, the Miz, and R Truth attack everybody. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Why? We don't know. Um, yeah. Well, we we got uh, we got Punk and Triple H versus Miz and R Truth. Yeah. Then Punk teams with Triple H. <laughs> Again, yeah. why? we don't know. <laughs> and and then eventually we got um we got Punk versus Del Rio and Cena in a triple threat Hell in a Cell, I believe. Yeah. So, which Del we, Rio won? We never actually get
0: Punk versus Nash in any capacity. No, no. no. And then in November, so it, 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 this is like this is like a sick joke. So it starts off as Punk versus Nash, and then over the course of like four matches, just slowly transitions to Triple H versus Nash while Punk watches.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, in November, Punk finally um, secures the uh, WWE title. Just you know, the summer of Punk in mm. November, um, and that what that would start his. Um, 434 day title reign, the historic one, um, which will lead to one honourable mention. I did want to definitely squeeze in there, which was John Cena's failed cash in against CM Punk. Um, yeah. ignore the finish of the match where Big Show interferes That don't worry about that. Yeah, um, sp- sp- the sp- actual
0: he, he did lose a lot of Dolph Ziggler around the point as well.
1: Don't worry about it. Um. <laughs> But the actual match itself, up until the finish, is fen- phenomenal. Um, I remember reading a story where Punk said uh, was talking about it, and he said he wasn't really feeling that match that day. And Cena come up to him and went, well, "What do you want to do in the match?" And he just went, "Let's just call it out there, but I want to hit pile driver at one point," which he does. Um, and Vince apparently was furious at both of them. And Cena said that was my idea, so Vince didn- didn't punish them. <laughs> But yeah, it's a very good match. It was on the 1,000th episode of Raw. It was about halfway through the card, and then later in the show, um, Punk turns heel on The Rock. And then this leads to like him aligning himself with Heyman, which uh, kind of crescendos nicely into um, my next one, which was Punk eventually, after losing the title to Dwayne The Rock Johnson,
0: well, before we go again, it's just a slight like, well I, was, I was going to on to just a very quick um honorable mention here again for the Chris Jericho feud he has immediately after the period we just talked about. Yeah. Which was really good. Uh, and it was all around um Punk like allegedly stealing Jericho's tagline of best of the world.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah about no, um not being drug and alcohol free as well was a thing as well.
0: Yeah, Jericho vowed that when he beat Punk he would turn to drugs and alcohol yeah yeah, because he would have
1: nothing left oof quite Chris <laughs> yeah, there's some decent matches um yeah so after Punk lost the title to The Rock at Royal Rumble and they had the rematch which was obviously to build up to Rock Cena 2 uh, twice in a lifetime Boogaloo um we got um what I think was probably Undertaker's last good Wrestlemania match until the Boneyard match uh which was the match with Punk? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Paul Bearer passed away, and this
0: this, huge... this this had um, problematic <laughs> <laughs> elements yeah. in the yeah. build.
1: Yeah, and they the you could say they went a bit too, a bit too far, a bit too soon, um with with it with Punk. Obviously, pouring ashes over himself, which was a which was litter, and like Paul Heyman dressing up as Paul Bearer. But the match, <coughs> excuse me, the match itself. I can't be it eight years, That's fucking crazy. I know. The match itself is amazing.
0: Yeah, it. As I say, um, I mean, I'd say the Brock match was probably
1: good as a spectacle.
2: Yeah, for
0: uh, yeah.
1: This year, though, Punk seemed to like is in is in ring where Punk's was like second and on for me.
0: But yeah, I mean, in terms of the last person to get a entertaining in ring match out of Taker, then yeah, I'd probably say. This was it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very good. Um and yeah, just, just go back and watch it. I I personally think Punk should have been the guy to break the street. Yeah, oh, break Bray. Still Bray, Bray. Bray, but but if you if we're going with people who we'd faced before Brock Punk.
0: I mean, it's very clear at this point in his career in WWE that he is starting to butt heads with people in the company.
2: Yeah.
0: And in another universe where maybe he got on with his employers more and was more, you know, he had a better relationship with, with, with his bosses. There's, I mean, he could. Who knows? He could have been given the rub from that. Like, because they, 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 there's no point here where they look like they're going to strap a rocket to him or give him any sort of push. He's, oh. he's fallen into that, like, upper mid-card like sort of mixer hasn't he where it's just like he's just another face like it was literally he literally said you know in his in the, in the big banner too like he was literally just a body that they needed to go out there and wrestle like three times a week and like it, it didn't achieve anything it didn't mean anything they just needed him to go out and put a match on because they had no one else in that position to do it
1: yeah that's fair Um, yeah he took some time off after WrestleMania as well had a um, really good match with Chris Jericho uh, I think it was at Money in the Bank. No, it wasn't at Money in the Bank because something else happened. Um, the one before Money in the Bank could have be been Extreme Rules. But either way, you had a good match with him. And then and pay Payback to us, sorry. Payback. Then Heyman turns on punk at Money in the Bank, costing him it. And that leads to uh, I think your next point, Aaron. Yeah.
2: Uh, SummerSlam 2013. Uh, uh, they, uh, they, they even gave it a big title. The beast versus the best.
0: Oh, so it sounded like similar words, and they just change yeah, the word. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's good, ain't it was good, innit? They put an A on Brock because he's an A plus player with a B plus player. Twenty yeah.
0: grand twenty gram. That cost to the boxing guys. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, the Brock Lesnar and CM Punk match where, like. Before before it started, obviously, the feud was with Paul Heyman. He wanted to get his hands on Paul Heyman a lot. But CM Punk couldn't because Paul Heyman brought in the Beast and it didn't go very well for him. Um, and then CM Punk just wanted it. So he was like, fuck yeah, I'll fight your beast. So we got Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk in a no-DQ match at SummerSlam. Now... This lasted twenty five minutes on on the card. The like longest match on the card. A brock Lesnar match going twenty-five minutes, boys.
1: After twenty twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I mean my, my... 2014 when Brock started just squashing people because he just couldn't be asked. Yeah. So was this after was
0: this after Brock came back? Yes.
1: Yeah. I've forgotten how much been that long. It's fucking crazy. It was it was before they like really protected Brock though. Like it was, was when
0: it? Before or after Suplex City. This, before.
2: Before,
0: yeah. Oh, it's when Brock H. was
2: still
0: just when Brock was still losing the Triple H. Yeah, yeah. It
1: was yes. after it was after he'd lost the Triple H. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was between um Brock breaking the streak and the feud with Triple H. Yeah. So a year a year after this match was when Suplex City was born. Right, okay. I mean we've uh, got a fair amount of suplexes in this match.
2: Like probably in there a his shtick. But then he did put CM Punk over a lot as well.
1: Yeah. Like, it was a really good match. I, I yeah, really
2: it's it's one of I think my favourite Brock
1: Lesnar matches
0: of- I mean they're both Heyman guys, you would assume like Punk and Brock really get on in real life.
1: Yeah. Probably. I, yeah. I think as well it's um it's like the first sort of time you can kind of see Brock like working with like an more like indie guy and going, Oh, I'm having some fun here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah then you can kind of see like that sort of archetype of like Brock having like really good matches with like in like smaller indie guys like, like Brian like, like, Brian like, Fimba, AJ. like like AJ um and you go on well why can't we just do this all the time because it's
2: awesome
1: yeah' just putting Brock against Braun all the time and you see Brock miserable doing it and just hates it and it's a boring match.
2: Uh, I I can't give it justice like af- after the match as well like it leads to uh, CM Point just wants Heyman still um but then he just keeps going for him and then Curtis Axel replaces Brock Lesnar in the rivalry
1: I was right uh, back as well uh, can't,
2: be, can't be spending a Brock Lesnar money on CM Point <laughs> <laughs> yeah. apparently it not was,
1: Um. It was Punk feuding with Ryback and K, Ke- Rybacksel and Heyman. Ryback, fucking Rybacksel, Jesus
0: <laughs> fucking Christ. And yeah. Thanks, Jay, fucking wiped it out my memory until you said it.
1: Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but then th- this does lead to um, one of my things, uh, which, so I was in the crowd for when this feud started and it was really exciting, where we got a tag team called The Beard and The Best, which was... Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and they had a, it was at Raw in Manchester they had like just a random match those two against The Shield if I remember rightly and um, Andre,
2: yeah.
1: I, I think they had sort of been feuding but it was like it would, they were teasing it was going one way for the pay-per-view which was that match and then they put it on Raw and it was like well that's weird and then after Punk and Bryan uh, beat The Shield or I think it went to no contest or something. I, I do forget the finish of it. The lights went out and it came back up, and the Wyatt family was still behind them, and that place fucking erupted. It was such a cool moment uh, to be in the crowd for. It was a really cool moment in general. Um, and this led to it. It was it was weird because Punk was more on the back seat of this of like the Bray Daniel Bryan feud. But it was like, he was there, he didn't really have anything going on. He was there to help Brian out. And obviously, Bray had Harper and Rowan to help him out. Um, and it got us to Survivor Series where we got Punk and Brian versus um, what the Wyatt family. And I, I remember the really cool part of this match was just, just the fact that everyone was chatting this is awesome by like the sort of stare down Bray was sat on his rocking chair at ringside um and it was it was wild it was really cool like everyone's chatting this is awesome Bray's just like soaking it in and the match itself is fantastic um really really cool match um I can't even remember who's won it though that's the only problem I'm trying to find trying to find it now um punk, yeah, but I just remember it being like a really awesome like moment in um, here we go, in like WWE, uh, just because the crowd was so hot for it, and it was when the it was before the Wyatts had kind of lost the magic because they'd only just debuted, and it was, ju- it was just and, and it, was, it was,
0: it was all red hot with like.
1: Stables because like the Shield were red
0: hot, like the Whites just coming, they were red hot. Obviously, Daniel Bryan was like you know an an enormous name in the company. Punk was still pretty big. It was like you had if it was the first time in a long time, and since that, it really felt like groups of people were in like a top tier feud.
1: Yeah, and it was it it, uh, Punk and Bryan did win by the way. Um, It was it so it was basically like that. It was that period of the time where they were trying to call Daniel Bryan off from the title pitcher. Uh, he'd obviously, he won the WWE title at SummerSlam that year. And then the whole screwjob thing happened. And so, they were trying to keep him away from it. They were trying to give Punk something to do. And they were trying to elevate the Wyatts and this was how they did it. Uh, and it kind of like led on to, after, after this, it kind of led on to just like Daniel Bryan feuding with the Wyatt family. But, this match itself was really cool. And it was the real I think it was the first time I really saw what like Rowan and Harper could do in that sort of like scenario. It was just a very, very cool as I like, say, the the crowd being as hot as they were was what made this match more than the actual match itself. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
2: Um
0: so yeah, as 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 the group want to do, um this program sort of spun off into a feud against Triple H in the authority. Yeah. Um, Don't know why. They always roads leave back to Triple H. (laughs) Um, Particularly uh, this time he was feuding with Corporate Kane I believe.
2: Uh, Oh. Oh. uh, Oh. of the Royal Rumble. Oh no. Uh, Thanks a lot. Punk's
0: dying. (laughs) Um, The last we see of Punk in WWE is when Kane Choke Samson through the announce table at the Royal Rumble
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa The last we see a Punk is against Billy Gunn I'll have you know <laughs> But didn't um, On Raw ah, I think his last match is Billy Gunn is it not on Raw?
1: I thought he walked out on that row
2: Yeah ah, His last match is against Billy Gunn
0: Might have been pre-taped because the Royal Rumble was the 26th and the 27th was when he wasn't on the show he'd gone home
2: Doing. Let, me, let me let me anyway um, in,
0: in the rumble wasn't that didn't Kane like get him
1: out because he was injured
2: yeah he pulled him out from the turnbuckle like pulled him by the head yeah over. didn't
1: Kofi give Punk a concussion well maybe didn't he, then? Like, yeah. didn't he like boot Punk and that? and then so yeah uh, he it was it was actually that much Aaron was not Billy Gunn,
2: yeah. But Billy Gunn was in it the Monday beforehand, it was his last raw match. There you go,
0: yeah. So, um, so that's it for WWE. and W. Before we move on to the final, um, what would what, what consider like an epilogue, but you know, you don't know what, what this is going to entail. And before we move on to that, um, it's worth pointing out that in between his retirement from WWE and his return to the ring quite recently. Um, he did a rather explosive podcast with then, best friend, Cole Cabana,
2: then. <laughs> um,
0: in about November 2014, where he basically just shot on WWE for like two and a half hours, yeah, over yeah. two episodes. Um, it's well worth checking out. It's on YouTube. Again, the audio has been uploaded everywhere. It's pretty... I don't even know how much of it's like verbatim true and how much of it's been a bit sensationalized, but it's pretty harrowing like, the stuff that he alleges
1: yeah um, the fact that the the fact that like he literally nearly died on WWE's books because they wouldn't give him time off is frightening
0: yeah um, when he talked well we'll get to very soon about being like sick and hurt and tired and like he couldn't fix himself physically or mentally because of the schedule and, and everything, um, he really goes into a lot of detail about that and how it how it affected him.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's um,
0: it's sad, man. Um, because this is this is a guy who loves like loves wrestling, loves professional wrestling.
1: Well, the fact that they fired him on his wedding day as well is upsetting. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: uh, and then obviously he he said them. Um, he said after he was fired that he'd never return to wrestling. Um one thing you know in wrestling is never say never.
0: Yeah, well, I think he said he definitely would never return to the WWE. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh,
0: during his time in WWE he never made it to WrestleMania. Uh,
2: never, well, ever-
1: apparently apparently um the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 spot was meant to be for him, wasn't it? And then was Daniel it, no? Brown. Well, they were they were starting a few the Punk and Triple H, and he says and he says on the podcast like Vince said, "Oh yeah, you'll be facing Triple H at WrestleMania." He was like, "I, I don't want to face Triple H at WrestleMania, I don't yeah. I want Yeah, be in the main events.
0: He likes that he was often paid less than other wrestlers in similar spots on WrestleMania cards. Um, he asked uh, very frankly about how wrestlers' pay would be restructured with the advert the WWE Network, and there, obviously a lot of wrestlers pay bonuses tied to, to pay-per-view buys. He wasn't giving any answers about that. A lot of a lot of issues surrounding his uh, his wanting to
1: leave. Yeah. yeah, but they were
2: all reasonable, like as well. It's not like he's just being a dildo.
1: No, as <laughs> as I say, um, it's weird. All the pipe bomb is all kind of. Revealed to be true. Um, and yeah. it's it was almost like a self fulfilling prophecy, isn't it, at this point? Like he cuts the pipe bomb and then everything he says is basically the state WWE's in now.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a very peculiar indeed.
2: What else happened, um, Uh
0: Well, yeah. here we go, all the way up to, well, a sort of weird, a weird period of a couple of days earlier this year, when first of all there were sort of strong rumours that AEW had been in talks with Daniel Bryan about signing a contract. He obviously left um, the ring shortly after this year WrestleMania. That seemed like something that would never happen. You just assume you know they wouldn't let him walk and 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 like sort of anyway. And then that very quickly was followed. A lot more sensationally and a lot more sort of elaborately, like sort of outlandishly even, by rumours that AW had also been in talks with CM Punk.
1: Well, it was the same day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think. It, I think it was literally like. Cause it was I think literally it was, like. I remember. I was. I was in the brewery on the other day,
0: and I remember like waking up to the Daniel Bryan news, and then as I got to the brewery, like the CM Punk news was about.
1: Yeah, i yeah. I was in I was in work, so like I got like I'd seen the Daniel Bryan news, and then. <clears throat> our Discord kind of went into meltdown, didn't it? And yes. <laughs> I'd literally, like, I'd not looked at my phone I was because it was working. But, di- like, Discord was just popping off, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And the first thing I saw was, like, a notification of Fightful Select saying CM Punkin t- talks to return to wrestling for AEW. I was like, oh, my God. And then we were all like, nah, it's not happening. It's not happening until, until like, something happens. It's not happening um and shortly after i think it was literally like dynamite that night wasn't it uh,
2: i i think i think it was a while after it was it wasn't that early
1: it was like a week or two after yeah the, it was the, a uh, week or two after.
2: definitely yeah.
1: yeah and then
2: uh, some boy called darby allen just said even if you're the best in the world Even if you think I mean? you're the best in the world though, though. so yeah. in adw then like it was like, it
0: became wrestling's worst kept secret. Um, they booked a huge show for a seemingly random episode of rampage. Um, they named it the first dance, um, uh, 20,000 seat arena, which is bigger than the one they're holding their pay-per-view in this, this weekend. Um, yes. they sold it out in like an hour. <laughs> cause like it'd be Chicago, man. Um, Little things, so like Nick Jackson started using, no Matt Jackson, sorry, started using some CM Punk's signature moves during wrestling matches. Um, Kenny with his t-shirts. Kenny had a Cookie Monster <laughs> t-shirt, and then he had a chicken t- t- t-shirt. A t- <laughs> like little, just little teasers here and there, you yeah. know. Um, and then, so we get to August
2: twentieth, twenty twenty-one.
1: Oh, Punk as well was very. He's doing a lot of stuff on like his Instagram. Like he
2: went, he, he, he went quiet on
1: Twitter for a few days as well. So he went, he went quiet on Twitter, <laughs> but then his Instagram story, he kept like. So he put um "Serious" by the uh, Alan Parsons Project, which was the music that the Chicago Bulls would walk out to. Yeah, Jordan was playing for them, um, and he just had he had like a black screen with that playing, and then he put something up. Uh, I think the song was still playing over it then as well, where it was like '05. Uh, 11 21 which would indicate like the last three wrestling contracts he'd signed um and then and and
0: allegedly the three summers of punk
1: yeah and then he on the day fuck me he was like he he was like trolling the shit out of everyone he he was like like so august 20th it hit
0: a little different for us in the UK because it was longer. So, like, rampage like, didn't start till like three in the morning, and so we had the whole. It was like if, like, Jay, the, the closest I can sort of describe it. It felt like cup final Yeah. Where you've the got this, is- you've got this event that's happening, or yeah. man, that you're hoping, and then but you've got to live through the whole day of the build up, and it just gets, and it just, it, it just, it was it like
2: is- press- Twitter literally named it National CM Punk Day. <laughs> it, yeah.
1: was like a, it was like a it was like a it just, it, was trending on Twitter. It just, <laughs> like, but it
0: just it just built and built and built, and there was nothing official. No one
2: tweeted a picture of him backstage. No, all all that we had to go off was Darby saying that line on Dynamite because yeah. there was no there's going to be a major announcement at AEW even, Rampage they didn't do that until
1: yeah. the night it happened even even then like Tony had said oh yeah it's going to change wrestling tonight but even then Punk was like well I don't consider myself the best in the world I consider Brian Danielson the best in the world I was like wait what if it, what if it's Daniel oh fuck that'd, that'd be cool <laughs> but oh wait what? What, what what's he doing
0: and it would have been like a national incident if Punk hadn't have shown up at this. There's oh, a real
1: I, fucking riots. AW might as well have just shut down if they didn't that Punk that day. Uh,
0: but,
1: but it was.
0: There's no way to. He, there's no way to describe that. Like, I, I lost. I I, I just. I, I, all right. On this day, on on this day, blah blah blah.
1: Uh, on 24 August, at what point of the day had you worked yourself into a shoot? Yeah. I I hadn't. I was like. I, I just kept telling myself it's I'm not gonna believe it till he comes out.
2: Until the music plays. I, the music. I I got to off four PM and then
0: it all <laughs> went a bit, it all started going a bit sideways. That's when I put um Money Drong twenty eleven on. And I was just like, fuck it, let's just go in head first. Yeah. Let's just
1: let's just have it. I, I, I was like, I'm I'm not gonna get my hopes up because I've been burnt before. Yeah. But at the same time I think this is the this is it. This is it. And then yeah. it was. Uh, so we were we were all like there's, a, a,
0: there's a there's a beautiful video that's on social media of um, before the show starts at the arena and like the crowd is just I'm not going to say they're, they're on par with when you're like 2011 but it's it's a similar sort of energy it's they're all here I, for one
1: thing yeah I think when his music hit that's one of the loudest pops I've ever heard
0: yeah and so beautiful. so there's this empty arena this massive CM Punk chant and Tony Khan comes out this is before the show starts and Tony Khan's not a—he's not a big personality. He's not an imposing figure. He's not like a loud
1: guy, a very outgoing guy. He's, he's not a good public speaker either. He's, not, he's <laughs> not a good promo.
0: He's not a good public speaker. He's—he's he's a bit of a nerd.
1: When he—did when he, you see him uh, announcing uh, Giannis, What's his name? Yeah. Have you seen that video go? <laughs> but there's just, <laughs>
2: just
1: this just beautiful. Like fucking watching Ryan like bet his eyebrows like. <laughs>
0: But he, he he cuts this it's not, it's not a, it's actually, he's it's not a great promo, but he basically cuts this really simple promo. And he comes out and he's he's very sincere and he just says, Thank you so much for coming tonight, for, for you know, for being here. Thank you for believing in us. And I promise you your faith will be rewarded.
1: Yeah. Um, and as as a
0: rest as a wrestling fan, that I don't know how to process those words.
1: Yeah. No, I've been banned so many times.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, well, we're that used to just getting shot on by other company that. Yeah. We're just not used to it as a thing.
0: And then the show opens. Excalibur introduces it, but you couldn't hear you
1: them. Know. No. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, soon, as soon as I as soon as I heard JR was on commentary, I was like.
2: Yeah, something's oh, got has something
1: big. They want to <laughs> hear. They,
0: they've literally put them here for this song, but and yeah.
2: that that is literally the first time. I, I I think they put it on Twitter an hour an hour before. Get ready for the our big announcement that you've all been waiting for. Right, and okay, that was so the weird, it? that, something. That, that, that was
0: the word, wasn't it? Was what you, yeah. that you've all been waiting for? That I you've think, all
2: they, been waiting for. It was like, oh
1: fuck, well, is like, yeah, like,
2: Oh boy. That, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was that as well, Tony, like, tweeted out, like, that afternoon saying, like, wrestling changes forever tonight.
2: Yeah.
1: And it, it has, it, it really has, like, it, it feels, it feels almost like we're on the verge of a boom period again.
0: And it was so yes. well done. Like, they, obviously, it was, it was so almost publicly known that everybody had tuned in for it. Like, yeah, everyone was expecting it. But, again, because you're just borrowing on that, that little, that little inbuilt like panic button in every wrestling fan's head there was just that little bit of danger that little bit of fear and excitement like oh, what if what if what if it's something else what if it, what if we don't get it what if it doesn't happen and that just yeah. kept you on edge you just kept the adrenaline pumping while you were waiting well that like that sort of like five six seconds of darkness at the start of the show same point chance mm-hmm. raining down and then the music hits and it's perfect like the commentators get out the way There's no Michael Cole's not screeching whatever Vince is roaring in his ear down the microphone at him. (laughs) You know, it's it's just they just let it sit, and CM Punk comes out, and he kneels down on the ramp. He fights back tears, and he just looks around at twenty thousand fanatical wrestling fans screaming his name.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's. There's not a lot of things in wrestling that are perfect. We, we said this on the podcast, Aaron. There's not a lot of things in wrestling that are perfect. And this is pretty damn close. Cool. This <laughs> is fucking pretty close to
1: perfect. Yeah. Wow. yeah, like even like me and Troy had like a bit of a sort of disagreement about it on the news video where he was like, "I oh, shouldn't have mentioned WWE in the front. And I was like, "He had to." He was yeah. the elephant in the room. He had to address the fact that he'd been. He didn't say. That, he didn't say the word WWE. Do do we? No. He said, "Yeah, that was at the other place, and it made me sick." Yeah,
0: which it did. And he's been which, away for seven
1: years. He like, it, made, yeah.
0: it made him hate wrestling so much. You have to take seven years away, and they have to yeah. have to talk about that. He couldn't just be like, "Oh, yeah, remember, yeah. remember 2011? That was fun." Now, now, well, well, fuck it's 2021. You know,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I think it for me it was perfect. I remember like the fact that we were all like kind of on the Discord watching it and together like just just typing out going oh my god it's fucking happening um no matter what technical difficulties all of us fucking had because fights just died It just yeah I missed his
0: I missed his actual entrance because the app exploded
2: yeah Yeah. um, but hey you you know know, like I think I could I think I'd
1: probably hear it from where I was sat to be fair
2: he'll never draw money boys he'll never draw money
1: yeah, he will move that needle. But no, he's, he's
2: never. Um, so he, here's a thing for you. AEW, oh, sure, I'll curious!
1: you got Ringersheds back on the Pro Wrestling site? Yeah. Oh. oh okay.
2: <laughs> um, so, that's more
1: friends. Thousand. <laughs> see,
2: see, him Punk on YouTube for AEW channel, right? So average everything hits like what a couple of hundred k. Yeah, if it's not uh even the promos packages for like is Darby Allen match so it's just a promo package for the match or that they're at like half a million now everything else however is 1.3 8.4 5.6 2.5 1.9 and like and I'm guessing got
0: I'm like, guessing, I'm guessing the 5.6 is the debut uh,
2: 8.4 is CM Punk has arrived and 5.6 is CM Punk speaks for the first time ever yeah Okay. so they're the two big ones, but
1: I yeah. I woke up the next day and I had text off mate to like I'd fallen out of love with wrestling when Punk left because yeah. they said he's my favorite wrestler. If he's not about I don't really want to watch or well, I don't want to keep up. And they were texting me going, Oh my god, he's back. Like and asking me how how they can watch AW, like where's the best way to like catch up with everything that's going on. And but okay. well, he doesn't move the needle boys
2: oh he doesn't
0: no oh. he just crashed three t-shirt websites not two t-shirt websites <laughs> <the> <laughs> first like 30 seconds of coming out yeah
2: there were two wheel wheel
0: hour queues for the Merc stand
2: that's uh, bad that's fuck
0: up. Pro Wrestling Tees announced like that early like, on the Monday that they bought the entire US stock of white ringer shirts that was available
1: Sold out already <laughs>
0: That's it mad. became the fastest selling t-shirt in Prairie City's history beating the previous champion which was the Buller Club shirt that's been on sale for seven years that's mad it sold more t-shirts <laughs> in one night than the Buller Club sold in seven years
1: <laughs> oh. getting straight uh, out of the bullet Club boys <laughs> let's
2: go battle
1: for battle? battle for Doc Gallas <laughs> Joey Mercury in a
0: shark cage match. (laughs) And here we are. So this is where we landed. Um, We are, as time of recording, you'll probably, if if you're watching the video version of this, you might got it on the day of the pay-per-view. If you're listening to the audio version, it's already happened. Uh, As we sit, it is Thursday evening. Uh, The pay-per-view is on Sunday. This will be CM Punk's first professional wrestling match in seven years. Yeah. He's taking on Darby Allin. I mean, we, we literally have this week's Dynamite with Sting running in to save CM Punk from a beatdown like what the fuck is happening
1: like, and basically more or less confirming we'll probably get Punk versus Sting a you what's going on what? <laughs> yeah last week last week CM Punk, CM Punk last, last week CM Punk like as CM Punk because he's obviously the, the ones where he had the mask on yeah um, in seven years on Jeff Parker of 2.0 formerly ever Formerly the Everized, they've had a fucking good year. They got they had a, a, year. They've had a wild time they got time. released earlier this year. They've gone from being released as like comic relief to fucking feuding with Sting and CM Punk. You're in the ring with CM Punk, that's What you gonna do? <laughs> you know, CM
2: Punk and Sting. The yeah, they, they
1: adopted their boy Daniel Garcia, their son. Uh, their son, yeah.
0: Daniel, their son.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love the fact that uh, Matt Lee referred to Garcia as our son, Daniel yes. Garcia. Yeah. as he was like coked out with his brain probably
0: and yeah there we are yeah. so CM Punk will fight Darby Allin, uh in a, what is sure to be a fantastic match
1: he's also it uh, got announced today he's going to be on commentary on Rampage tomorrow night yes to for, for um, Darby's
0: for match Darby's it, which give yes, me more than you got to see it, like all the time
1: I mean he's fucking he's probably going to wrestle Punk at some point soon isn't he because he's, wow. he's wrestling everyone else what, a, what,
0: a, what, a, what are what a year he's having, what a year two having having a year punk. Wrestling I'm,
1: Minoru Suzuki and Jay White in the same week. Yeah. Might and, as well just put him against Punk just for the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> for the crack.
0: <laughs> yeah, so well, I, I think I think uh that brings us bang up to, to present day, and I think that's gonna, gonna bring us to a close here. So that is a a very meandering look at the career of Cia Punk from his yeah. from his early days in Ring of Honor all the way through to his road to all out.
1: Yeah, it's um, been cool. Yeah. Join us, uh, join us next month when we do our uh, look back at Daniel Bryan's career. Now Bryan Danielson <laughs> or Adam Cole, depending <laughs> which one debuts first. Bring your, bring your <laughs> neckties and shout <choke laughs> up your favorite ring announcer. Oh, um, imagine if he just shows up at all that and just like pulls Justin Roberts' tie off and chokes him with it. Just us. chokes <laughs> fucking <out of> just. <laughs> Right, that's how I want him to be, you know.
0: If Justin Roberts yeah. isn't wearing a tie at all out, it means he's coming in. Got the fear. What if he goes to do it and it's like a one of them like elastic <laughs> ones?
1: And it's a clip on, and he just takes it off and he looks at him. He's left. He just get, just gets him in cat mutilation.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So thank you very much for joining us, guys. Uh, if you've not already watched it, if it's about to happen. Enjoy the pay per view, and we will see you all very soon. Bye. 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 And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, our very own Big Tasty's brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling themed beers, including Coldstone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale, also. They also do an array of t shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the brew tap in Bootle.
2: And Thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard bams, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase, do go to test out your cancer charities. must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.